Okay, here we go. I'm excited about today's topic. It's one thing that I love teaching inside Creator Club and what's been really cool running Creator Club and having 80 odd business owners go through that program is seeing them create these connections and collaborations as a result of meeting each other inside the program as small business owners it's really important for us to have opportunities like that where we can put ourselves in rooms of other business owners. One thing, one story that comes to mind is from Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. And he talks about how he was first introduced to the concept of the mastermind. And we're going back, you know, nearly 100 years ago, which is crazy. He was introduced to it by Andrew Carnegie and what he noticed when he was talking to the other entrepreneurs and, and creating the concepts for that book, which he basically created that book through the relationships that he had. So I think that's, that's a really cool thing to think about is what can be possible beyond just your own work, but things that you can create that can be really powerful for years and years to come. And so one example he's talking about was Henry Ford, because with the mastermind, what can happen is that you put all of these minds together. And obviously with more minds, you multiply the thinking power and you multiply the ability to do bigger things, to problem solve, to support each other in ways both financially but then like I said that multiple multiplied brain power does really does something and we all know that we can get into these points in our business small business in particular especially if we're working for ourselves or we've got a small team we don't always know the answers right so having the power of that network around you in order to fill in those gaps and what was really interesting was that he mentioned the story of Henry Ford, who's the car maker, and how Henry Ford came up in the world in really destitute circumstances and poverty. He wasn't able to read or write, but through the people that he surrounded himself with, and we know what he went on to do, but in the short term, in the few years that he surrounded himself with, the right people, he was able to to read and write and and have this incredible mind that then went on to build this big car company. And so I think that that what you can do if you have the right people around you is have that brain power that allows you to be able to do things that don't feel possible on your own. And, and oftentimes it's the quickest route to be able to get where we want to go. And I've certainly found in terms of building a small business that the network has been the quickest way to be able to create connections that lead to clients and all of those things. But there's many, many other benefits. So... This idea of networking, I think, is a really funny one because networking is a word that we hear about in the corporate setting. 
and then we go into small business and we feel like oh, I have to network I have to network and I came from a corporate background I worked in in architecture and it was one of those things where it was always just done a certain way there was networking groups for my industry and obviously you could go to other networking groups but it was very much one style of networking and meeting people and often it was just people within your industry so you were talking to other people in the construction industry and the architecture industry and I remember going to one of these events in particular and I walked out and I went you know what I don't think this is for me, I know I'm supposed to be here. I know I'm supposed to do this as part of advancing my career, but I don't think this is the right place for me. And I was a bit disillusioned. I thought, you know what? There's got to be other ways to connect with people and to create really powerful relationships beyond those people that you know in your work environment, which I'm very, very grateful that I had some great connections because they have now served me as I am in this small business journey some 10 or 15 years later I still know some of those people and I've actually worked with some of those people that were colleagues back in the day which is really cool and it's a real testament to being surrounded by the right people and having that support especially coming up as a young architect and so I went to these events and I was like, I don't think this is for me. So I didn't really go back. And a couple of years later, I ended up leaving my architecture career full time and started working for Lululemon. And I knew that they were a really community-based company. I knew that they were a company that put community at the front and center of building the company, but also building their stores in particular. And they used the local community in really powerful ways. And those relationships were really important to not only spreading the good word of Lululemon and selling more stretchy pants, but also allowing us to create strong connections with other trainers, yoga instructors, Pilates teachers, other mentors and service providers in the health and wellness industry. And those people became really powerful because when we went to put events on, they would be on the invite list. When we went to bring on new ambassadors in our store. That is who we look to. Those strong connections created word of mouth around the product. They wore the product. So yeah, sure, there was a financial benefit to building that network. But the, the reason we built the, those connections in that community in the first place was because we wanted our stores to be like a hub. It's like having our small business as a hub or as a node and you're a really you're a really strong person in your community that then knows a whole lot of other people. We saw the stores as the same thing and it meant that the stores became meeting places they became places where we would connect and we would share and we would actually do what we could to help build those 
businesses, for those trainers, for those Pilates yoga instructors. Based on what resources we had, what other connections we had. And and as soon as I started to, to watch this in action and saw the powerful flow on effect that just creating relationships in the first place, friendships, relationships, strategic relationships at times, not only helped elevate those people and their businesses, but then there was obvious economic benefit for the store. And so you can start to think about your small business in a similar way. Hey, what would happen if I was a node in my, I think about like a node, like if I was someone in my community that was a leader, that was a pillar and was actively building lots of relationships around me, not just one or two key people that might be one or two key referral partners, because obviously that's the economic benefit that I was talking about that we had in store, but also building a, a relationships that can then go on to help other businesses, that can go on to help people in your community because of things that you put on, things that you create. And I was like, wow, okay, this is a completely different style of building a network or networking, as we called it in corporate, in corporate days, to what I was used to. And for someone that had grown up sometimes being a little bit uncomfortable in social situations and had some issues growing up at high school with other girls and things like that. No wonder going into a networking event was a little bit intimidating, was a little bit overwhelming for me. And I think that's what a lot of people feel is that that's the only way to do it. And unless you master that, then you're going to have a hard time building a great network, building a great community around your business. So Lululemon and that experience gave me a completely different side of networking that I had never experienced. And I took that and I thought, okay, whatever I end up doing in my life, I want to be a natural connector. I want to be someone that has the audacity to connect with people, to offer advice, to offer support, solutions, refer them to other people. Hey, you should meet this person. And that that would be a skill that no matter what I ended up doing in my life beyond working for Lululemon, that I would have and that would serve me really well. Because like they say, there's a lot of truth in the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And I do think that when that comes to small, when it comes to small business, that's a really important thing to remember. You can have a great offer, you can have a great product, you can solve a problem in a really powerful way. But if you don't have those people around you that you can talk to about it, that know about it, that can share it on your behalf, then it's you're starting from zero. But if you have that network and that support, you're not starting from zero. And it's so much easier to gain traction, especially in the earlier days. So that's a couple of stories for you as to how I 
came to be really passionate about this subject. And of course, a few years later, after working for Lululemon, we moved to Newcastle and I had lived here previously in a former life <laughs> as a student. And then we came back here, I really knew nobody. I was very much building up my network again from scratch. And that was a little bit of a scary place to be in. But I knew that I had this natural connector skill that I'd been building from my time at Lululemon. I knew that that would serve me well if I just started there and I just started applying that because I was wanting to build my coaching business up to something that was full-time. That was my goal when we moved here was that that's what I wanted to do. And then obviously a couple of years later that happened, but it wouldn't have happened had I not started from day one connecting and creating a network around me. And one of the first things that I ended up doing just totally by coincidence was connecting with a woman who had a networking group, someone had told me about this and I connected with her. It's called the Fee Collective. It's not currently running, but we're really hoping that it gets off the ground again soon. And I connected with Sarah and she said, hey, do you want to speak at one of these events? We've got one coming up in March. And I said, yeah, great, I'll do it. I don't know anybody that's going to be there, but I'd love to. Thank you for the opportunity. And a couple of weeks before I went to speak at this event, I contracted a cold and on the day I could barely speak and I was really sick and I don't know even how I got through it, but I did. And what was really cool was that that, real, that moment really kick-started so many things for me building this powerful network in this new hometown that we'd found ourselves in. I got off the back of that clients. I connected with people that would eventually be on the podcast. I connected with other women that I would eventually collaborate with. And we put events together that same year. We did three events together three or four actually, now that I think about it, four events, I think. And so all of that one event, a number of really cool things came to a fruition, came as a result. And of course, it was great to have the opportunity to speak and for that to lead to coaching clients but it wasn't the only reason I did it. The main reason was, hey, I don't know anyone here. I may as well give this a go. I don't know anyone, so if, if I stuff it up, then who cares, no big deal. And it ended up being a fantastic night, a lot of fun, and like I said, all of these other things came after that one event. I kept going to those events. So the same women that I would see it, saw at the first one, I would see at the other ones, which was really cool because then I started to build more trust with a really core cool group of women. And then last Wednesday, so about four, four years later, over four years later, I ended up again 
speaking, but not speaking, it was an MC role, so similar, at an event that was hosted by Amelia from Cardillo Law. And we had met, the four of us who were at that event, we had met four years ago. So what that tells you is a couple of things. Number one is that when you create a strong connection from the first day and you keep connecting with those people, A, you never know where it's going to lead and B, look at the opportunities that come as a result. And we've actually all collaborated with each other and done a number of things previous to last Wednesday. But I thought last Wednesday night was a really special moment because we had known each other for such a long time and watched each other grow and change over that time, grow our confidence, grow our businesses, change direction of our business. And it was a cool moment. It was a really cool moment. So one thing I would say with network is that it's something that will start as a seed. It will start as a hello, as a short conversation. Perhaps you hear someone on a podcast and you say, hey, I heard you on this podcast. You reach out to them in their DMs on Instagram. You say, hey, I heard you on this podcast. Would you like to catch up for a coffee? And then you don't know where that's going to lead, but it starts out as the seed and you nurture it just like you would nurture any old relationship that you have with a partner, with a friendship, with a family member. It takes time to build that trust, especially if you're looking for people that might be be referral partners. That is obviously, that's the icing on the cake. But we can't always start out these relationships thinking this is the person. It's got to start as that seed and it's got, got to grow over time. We're looking for people that are going to be a fit for us. We're looking for people that have similar values, have a similar mission with their business, have a similar desire to grow in the way that you want to grow. And then once you know all of that, once you know that you can trust them and that they really want to support you, maybe they've shown that in a couple of different ways, then you might be able to have that conversation around referring to each other, or that might not even be a conversation that you have. That might just start happening. And that's really cool if it happens that way. I think that's that's the best way for it to happen. That's nice and organic. And obviously over time, that's something that you can reciprocate and build. If you're starting out with, with building your network and building relationships that you hope to support your business, in different ways that you start out slow, that you look for that alignment. And then over time you grow that relationship and many different opportunities will come as a result. So we're thinking about the concept here called future value, meaning that we start with the initial connection. We build that initial connection and we find ways to to offer value to those people right from the get-go. That way you're putting what Dan Kennedy would call deposits into the future value bank. So by creating those connections, by offering them support, 
maybe it's some guidance, maybe it's some value in another way. You're there making deposits in the future value bank, which will then come back to you. But sometimes that future value does not come back to you for a year, two years, five years, maybe even 10 years. You might have to know someone for a really long time before you end up collaborating on a project because it takes that amount of time for you both to be in the right position in your businesses and your life and to have that shared goal where doing a joint venture on something is the right next step. Sometimes we want to rush into things, we get excited, we want to create relationships that are going to create that future value sooner <laughs> than we, we think. And so we sometimes force those things. We sometimes think, oh, this is the right person. This person's going to help me do this. And we, we go in head first. But I always like something that we used to say back in the Lululemon days when we were thinking about bringing on an ambassador. We would say, you don't propose to someone on the first date. So it's the same strategy with building relationships. You don't propose to that business owner, propose a collaboration on the first date. You want to take a little bit of time to feel like they're a really good fit for you and your business and the direction you're going in because that's going to be a much more powerful relationship. I think what's always really interesting too is that whoever you surround yourself with further reinforces your personal values. We take for granted the power of this and how much that can be a really strong influence on people that are watching you that might be potential clients. And they're going to be looking at who you are hanging out with. They're going to be looking at who your connections are. They're going to be looking at who you recommend or who you refer whose work you celebrate. They're going to be looking at all of that and making an opinion as to whether you're someone that they would want to work with based on the people that you're surrounded by. So your network can also be a powerful amplifier for your mission, for your values as a business owner, because it says to us, oh, she's surrounded by those people. That must mean that she wants to go there or she's surrounded by those people that must mean that she values this or this is really important to her and that's also important to me. When someone else is surrounded by people, it's out meeting different people, that creates an energy around your business and it's going to more often than not, 99% of the time, it's going to create a really positive, strong energy and people are going to be attracted to that because they see you as someone that is a leader that is bringing people together. And one thing I would say on that is that if you're looking for a way to build your network is to stand up and be the leader. So what this means and what this has meant for me is, is at times getting really out of my comfort zone and bringing people together. And that might be for an event, that might be for a dinner, that might be for a breakfast, that might be for a workshop. 
whatever it is. But if you're seen as someone that is an organizer and a leader, that's going to create really positive energy around you that people are going to be attracted to. And the potential for your business when you bring those people together is that not only will you meet more connections, but they'll bring people. And so it, it's a very simple, easy way to strengthen existing relationships, but also start to build new connections in your network. So the other way that you could do this, and this is one way that I've done it in for myself, and this hasn't meant necessarily putting on events or creating anything big that might be a little bit out of your comfort zone, but having something like a podcast or having some sort of show where you need to have guests, this sounds so obvious, right? But I think I take for granted the fact that 150 odd episodes almost of a podcast that probably half of those have been guests. And that's meant that I've had to make 70, 75 connections in the past few years in order to bring those people on to the podcast. And so raising your hand and saying, hey, I've got this platform where I can elevate your business. I can share your story. I can share it with my community and my listeners is such a strong opportunity for anyone that is a service-based business. And so being the creator of the podcast means that you have the opportunity to bring more people into your world. It sounds like a really obvious, simple thing, but as far as building relationships and building network, that has been such a strong way to do it. Okay, so I want to finish off by sharing a couple of ways that you can think about your network. If you're, if you're really new to this concept and you're thinking, you know what? The last couple of years, two to three years has been really challenging and I've started working from home or I've taken my business full time, I'm working for myself or perhaps you've just changed your the way you do your business and it's meant that you're not connecting with as many people as you, as you used to. And so this idea of networking is a little bit scary and it's a little bit nerve wracking, but you know that it's a really important thing to do. You know that it's really important for the growth of your business and for your sanity, because we know as small business owners that it can be a lonely road. It can be quite a lot for us to take on the burden of running a business and being able to be surrounded by people that can relate to that, that can understand that, that's going to help you feel powerful, to feel stronger and to have some sort of certainty, but also to have people that are going to be there to support you. So if you're in this position where you want to start building network, here's a couple of ways that I would think about it just quickly. I'd think about creating a list of three different types of people. So I'd look at people that are in your industry, people that could be really great support for not only referrals potentially or, or allied businesses, allied services, but people that 
are perhaps a few years ahead of you or have a slightly different way of doing business or have a different skill set that that could help you and so you're looking to those people because they're going to give you knowledge and they're going to help fill in the gaps that you don't have in addition to being that support. So that's the first group of people I'd look at. The second group of people would be local people. So these may be in your industry as well, but I would just be looking at making connections locally with other business owners. They don't have to be in your industry, but that gives you the ability to catch up for a coffee, to connect and do things together. They might come to an event that you host. It's very easy for us to think that the only people we want in our network are people that are going to refer to us or people that are doing similar things to us. But actually having a local network is really beneficial for those reasons that I just mentioned. Then the third group of people is more character specific. So this is more specific to who you are as a person. And these might be people that are running a yoga studio because you love your yoga. For example, I do a yoga practice that's online, which is challenging sometimes because I used to love the ability to go to studios a lot more when we lived in Melbourne, but this particular school that I wanted to learn under, they're online. And after a while, I noticed that as part of being in that network, that there was these other women that had cool businesses that were doing similar things that were creative. They might've been coaches, they might've been in fashion, they might've been in PR. And after a while, we started to connect on Instagram. That might be the first place. And then we might link up for a Zoom call and then they jump on my podcast. <laughs> and so these people all came as a result of something that's actually a personal interest. And so that can be your third group is starting to think, okay, who are people that I'd love to connect with that are actually interested in similar things, similar hobbies, similar things that I love doing. And they can actually be become a really powerful part of your network because as it turns out, all of these women were business owners. And so we had the opportunity to then connect and relate to each other on a business level as much as a yoga and spiritual level. Okay, so that's that's the three groups. That's the first thing that I would think about doing is listing out people in each of those groups. And then what I would do is start to connect with them. So find out where they hang out. Do they hang out online? Do they hang out on a particular social media platform? And find a way, if, if you don't want to drop into their DMs and just send them a cold DM straight up, find a way to celebrate their work. That is sometimes the coolest first starting point is to say, hey, I've been following this person, I love their work, this is a really cool post that they shared. And then you might connect because they see that. And so that leads to, to more connection. And then you, like I say, you might connect for a Zoom call, you might meet up for a coffee, but not being afraid to just take that first step. So that's your two actions. The first thing is to 
start to write out a list of connections in each of those three groups, industry, local, and specific to your character or your interests. And then the second step is to start to reach out, elevate their work, you know, share their work, share their work with other people. That's another thing that you can do is that you don't even have to share their work on a platform. You can just tell someone else, hey, you might like this person. It's really helped me. You are not even trying to initially make a connection, but you're just referring their work on to someone else. I would say that that is the most powerful starting point is to be able to share people's work and to connect with them without any sort of expectation and start to create that relationship. So that's it. That's the power of network. I would love, love to hear from you. If you want support around this, if you want me to talk about this more, if sharing personal experiences helps you and gives you a little bit of confidence, then let me know. Send me a DM, send me a DM on Instagram, or if you listen to this on the podcast, then make sure you share this episode because I know that this is something that's really important for us as small business owners, not just for our business, but for our mental health and feeling like we're not alone in this journey, that we have other people alongside us. Thank you so much for joining me today and I'll see you real soon.